broker, Christy Doherty. Uh, Christy, tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to Motown. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about myself and um, present myself to Moore County. Um, we actually moved down uh, to North Carolina about 25 years ago. Uh, my husband and I graduated college and said we're not staying in New Jersey, so we wanted to come to North Carolina. Um, we had our oldest daughter here, but um, I say unfortunately because we wound up having to go back to New Jersey because of work. Um, the employment down here for my husband was not what it is now in computers. So we went back to New Jersey, but I swore I never wanted to stay. Uh -huh. And we had all our family was up there, but I just didn't want to be up there. And my brother, I guess about 15 years ago, came down for Brad, for Brad uh, in the Army. And he came down, and we would visit, and we always liked it down here. And then about five years ago, my mom came down um, to kind of help out my brother and his family. So you have a whole family group down here? It is. We've all sort of eventually migrated down here. And then last... Uh, a year ago, last winter, we were still in New Jersey, and so I have seven children, and all of my goodness, <laughs> and you're so young. Seven children. Oh yes, I started when I was twelve. I'm sorry, I wish this was on TV. People would say, no way, no way does she no. have seven children. So we have a lot of kids and a big age range, and so as they hit that high school year, you know, you start to think, well, you don't want to take them out of high school. You know, you want to let them graduate with their friends and stay in school, and it wasn't a, a job situation where we had to move, or like, you know, with our military family, but they don't have a choice. They have to go regardless of where their kids are in school. Mm -hmm. It was something we were just choosing to do, so I was trying to be mindful of my older kids, so it's like every year, somebody was getting too close to graduating, so we stayed, and we stayed, and we stayed, and then last, a year ago last winter, I said to my, um, at the time, the, my oldest daughter that was living home, the others were all out of school. She was a freshman in high school, and I said, okay, this is it, I'm done. I'm not staying, I can't stay in New Jersey another winter. I'm not staying here another year. We need to go. And so she she has been amazing with being okay with doing all of that, like so many kids have to do. And so we came down in July. Wonderful. So it's been amazing. We love it. Well, by the way, folks, uh, if you, uh, Christy is both a buyer's and a seller's agent. She can sell your house and she certainly can help buyers along. And the personality that you're hearing in this podcast, that's the personality you're going to get. Uh, I would call it the Germanic Irish personality, but we'll, we're not going <laughs> further than that. Now, Christy, we have big and small real estate agencies in our area. And you're from our large group, Coldwell Banker is one of the big ones. But what are some of the, the advantages for a buyer or a seller dealing with Coldwell Banker for residential real estate? So here at Coldwell Banker Advantage, we have 63 agents. Um, and I, when I. Almost as big as your family. It's almost as big. <laughs> they're, they're short by a couple. Um, and when I was trying to find an agency to start with, being a little bit newer, um, I didn't necessarily walk in and feel like I was in this enormous place. And that's a good thing as you're, you know, trying to find a place where you feel like you might fit in. You want to make sure you kind of get that feeling that you're, you're part of the group, um, but that you're also getting the help that you need. And Caldwell Banker Advantage and, um, the family here, the LaRose family and all the agents here have been really amazing. And what's so incredible to watch is, you know, we have our weekly meetings, is how much everybody works together as a unit. 
Um, yes, we all might put our individual names on a listing or have a, a buyer client that we're personally working with, but as a unit, we all really try to work together to help each other with buying or selling in that home. And so you're not just getting that one person in, a, in an agency, you're getting 63 agents that are trying to also help you and work with you in whatever way they can. So and it really has been that way. Right, whether you're a buyer or a seller, I think what you're saying is you're going to get a lot more support. You do. Because it's like a team working for you, not just the individual agent. That's correct. I do feel like that. I mean, obviously, we're all trying to grow our own individual business. And here in North Carolina, you are all, you're all actual brokers, you know, brokers of real estate, not necessarily a sales associate, which is a little different than some other states. So we all are independent. So that does make one want to think that we're just sort of in it for our own business, but it's just not that way here. Um, it's been amazing, and really, when you really think about it, you can bring in more business and, and help more people when you work together as opposed to just isolating yourself and just kind of making yourself your own little bubble. You're not going to get quite as far. All right. Good to hear. Now, let's look at this from a home buyer's perspective. We're going to start there, and later we'll get to the seller. But let's say, for example, uh, I'm from Michigan. My wife and I play a little golf, and I'd like to be on the lake, but we have a limited budget. So where would you take me in Moore County to fulfill my desires uh, and get a good price at the same time? Um, I was really trying to think this through to, um, as I would any uh, buyer client that I had to really educate myself and do the research I needed to make sure that I'm finding what you're looking for as um, you know, your goals and desires are, are really what my what my goals and desires are for helping you. Um, there is an amazing uh, community sort of in the southern part of North County. Um, it's through Legacy Lake. And they offer um, a, a tremendous amount of um, opportunities in different styles of homes. And then also the amenities that they have there. Um, we've been doing more business in that area. And it's truly, uh, it's like its own little community of its own. It's got the golf and swimming and tennis and, and um, amenities that they offer and fitness and things like that. Um, Foxfire also is an, uh, an area that we, you could get into um, with Green Pines. Uh, I would hope you mentioned with Green Pines. Green Pines, as far as it's definitely very affordable and has the lake and, um, and many golf courses in the area. We have five lakes, by the way. Well, and I've been to a couple of them uh, <laughs> myself, and my children have splashed around in a few. Right. Um, it's a, and my brother is there, so I'm a little more familiar with the Whispering Pines area. Um, it's a great little area. I do enjoy it there. Um, so those are the areas for people that are trying to be mindful of that um, that price point. Um, that I would probably try to encourage them to research or look into that those neighborhoods. We also have um, the Sand Hills Golf um, Capital Card. It's a discount card. That you could purchase through Moore County, and it would allow you some opportunity to play at many golf courses and not just the ones that you're um, necessarily living near. Right, that's excellent because some friends of ours actually have that card and they love to play mm -hmm. all of the golf courses. One of my friends plays almost every golf course he can get to in Moore County, and that card allows him to do that. Exactly, it makes it way more affordable, especially if you don't have a specific membership to only one area, um, that you're able to use that card and, and get a lot of golf playing. So. Um, for somebody that's looking for those things to do um, that makes it, uh, like you said, a little more affordable and something they can do on a more consistent basis. Right. And by the way, there are also tennis players in this county. I just there are. Know. There are. And we have them here in our office. They are amazing. Now, uh, let's, you know, I've heard it said that there are many pitfalls in purchasing uh, residential real estate. 
What should a buyer be aware of in terms of pitfalls? Um, so North Carolina is a buyer beware state. So in the state of North Carolina, it's really on the buyer to protect themselves and to make sure that they're finding a professional that is going to look out for their best interest in any real estate transaction. They don't, uh, they don't have to have an agent, but, uh, to protect themselves and to be mindful of the laws and regulations that sellers are supposed to provide, um, it is helpful to find a, a professional that can help you do that. Um, and I think, an important part of finding that professional is really finding one that's going to look out for what your needs and desires are. Um, everybody's got different goals. Everybody has different um, needs that they, they're looking for in a home. And it's really important to find somebody that's listening to what you're saying and what you're looking for. Um, you may not know the ins and outs of all the intricacies of the contracts and things that need to go on, but you do know what you want and you know what you're looking for. Um, you know where you want to try to make a home for the most part and what's going to feel like home. So it's important to find somebody that's going to really look out for those things and not, you know, maybe have some other sort of agenda. Um, I think the other thing too that's really important for people is to, if they're really serious about looking for a home, is to find a lender, um, maybe even shop for a couple of lenders and get pre-qualified. I think one of the worst things or, or most unfortunate things is people will get themselves sort of heart set on a particular home that maybe might not be the best for their budget. And so you want to come in already as that buyer, kind of knowing what that range is before you even start looking in an area or looking at certain homes. Because you don't want to fall in love with a home that really might just not be best for your family. Um, and even with getting pre-qualified, I also encourage them to ask their lender for an actual breakdown of what's your monthly actual payment. Because sometimes that's different than just saying, well, I'm pre-qualified for $250,000. Well, that's great, but what would the actual monthly payment be for you? And is that payment something that you can really fit into your budget? Right. Now, I mean, I know and I appreciate the fact you're trying to be informative rather than commercial, but I get the feel, and this the feeling, and this is what I've heard around town, you really strongly support the buyer. I mean, again, as you mentioned, this is a buyer beware state. Mm -hmm. And the point that you make, not all agents, and I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but not all agents take care of their buyers like they should. And I think this is something you're committed to. Absolutely. And I feel, um, you know, sometimes maybe that's an unfortunate way that we kind of, as, a, as brokers or realtors, get sort of that negative, um, you know, feedback is, is people don't feel like they've been hurt or don't feel like they purchased a home that they were really looking for. They maybe kind of got sort of encouraged into something that wasn't really the best fit for them. Um, and to me, that this is not my only, you know, this is, this is not where I'm going to live or build my home. It's really about who that client is and what they're looking for. And, and everybody's coming to you in, in different places of their life and on different parts of their journey. So what one client might need could be very different from what another client might need, even if they have the same, you know, price point that they can afford. Um, so it's really about finding what those, those individual clients are. So we can say that the buyer is in good hands with Kristen. I certainly hope so. <laughs> okay, you, you touched upon financing, mm -hmm. and obviously in today's market with good credit, but many buyers are, you know, uh, wanted to know as far as Moore County is concerned, what sort of down payment is required? In other words, how low can you go? Well, and and I know that's the first thing everybody thinks when they're thinking about buying a house, like, well, how much am I going to have to put up, or how much am I going to have to put down on a home? And um, really, as a realtor, 
I would need to steer them to that lender, you know, or back to where they got that information because we could all three of us have good credit, but our individual situations could still be very different. And a lender could offer all of us a completely different uh, rate, a completely different um, program, or what would be required for a down payment. Um, so what might suit one client could be very different from what would suit another client. It, it is a little bit on them to have to do a little research and, and do a little homework on what they, for them personally, what they would need. Because you might actually be surprised uh, that you may not need to put down a whole lot and buying that home could potentially happen sooner than they thought. Well, I'm just kind of curious. Obviously, if you're in military, you're from Fort Bragg, I mean, you can almost get a 0% down situation with the military backing you. Exactly. But, you know, if you're someone coming in from, let's say, Massachusetts, for example, uh, with good credit, I mean, what have you seen in terms of down payments? Have you seen 10%, 5%? I've, I've seen a little bit of everything. And so it's really hard to say, you know, specifically what one person would need. If you're selling a home up north, uh, you know, chances are you might be able to buy something down here um, and have a larger amount of equity to put into it right from the start with that down payment. Um, you know, home values up there are a little higher than what they are here, but you can buy almost the same home. So they would be able to take that equity and put it right into the home right away instead of having to, you know, pay that down over a, a bunch of years. So that down payment could be a little larger. Um, it really depends, unfortunately. All right. Well, good. Market. I like the fact that you're not, you know, trying to lead people to the no, of the water. No, no, no. All right. So you've already, I think you very well, at least I'm convinced why you're such a good buyer's agent. <laughs> But let's turn the tables for a moment. Okay. I'm a, let's assume that I have a home to sell, and I'm assuming you can represent me, right? Yes. And if, if so, let's say we sign a listing contract. Mm -hmm. What is the first thing you're going to do? Okay, so when we sign that contract and doing the contract, I've already created a CMA for you, right? Comparable market analysis to find out where we want to put your home to list it. Um, ultimately, it's your home. You can tell me what you want to list it at, at any price, but hopefully we're going to use that research and, and that education to kind of figure out what would be competitive for where you are. So you're going to do the research in advance to try to give your client a good feel what, you know, basically what they should be looking realistically. Absolutely. And I do that even before they become that client. You know, that's part of providing them that, that information and that education so that they have a, a realistic idea of what uh, their home could hopefully sell for. I mean, we all have our, you know, our dream number, right? And then we may have to adjust that depending on what the market's telling us. So that's the information and the research that I do prior. However, each home could have their own different goals and, and clients of, of what they're doing. Some homes may need a little bit of work, may need some repair, and maybe the clients aren't in a position to have to do all of that. So then we're going to put that home at a price that's going to target those buyers that know this might be a home that needs a little bit of work, but that list price or our asking price is going to reflect that. You may have have a home where you did all the cosmetics and you've gotten it ready and cleaned and we've staged it and we've done all that fun stuff and we're going to ask more top line of, of that CMA um, because you can and you've done the work already to show those buyers that they don't have to come in here and do the thing. Well, I like I like where you're coming from because my wife and I have sold many homes okay. uh, over the last 30, 40 years. And I think the thing that drives us the most, if I can use the word drive, is an agent coming in and trying to get our listing and telling us 
that she can sell or he can sell that home for a much higher price than what's realistic. And then okay. we finally see the fact that no, we're not going to be able to get that price right. and we're disappointed. Right. Seems exactly. to me that you do that advanced research and your what you come up with is more realistic. So you're trying to offer the seller a realistic expectation. And that's exactly right. You know, the last thing any of us would want, or at least we should want, is for you to walk away disappointed. Or you have to watch that listing price number coming down and down and down because nobody's interested in that home or it's just priced way out. Now, if the seller is doing that, you know, and, and we try, obviously, you know, it's not our home, and we give them that information if they want to start at that price, that's fine. We'll start there. And maybe we'll get lucky, but if the market's not showing us that trend, then we may need to drop that price. But, you know, you don't, as an agent, you don't want it to be because you didn't do your job and show them really maybe where we should have started. And you're, you're well qualified, I'm sure, to help with the staging. I mean, what I've found in the past is, you know, the staging is such an important part of the sale. It really is. And, and it can be a challenging part because I feel, um, you know, this is your home. And for some people, they've been living there a very long time. We sold our home. We were in it for 19 years. So I had to really go through, though, and look at my home as a buyer. And what would I want to see if I was walking in as a buyer? And they don't really want to see your family on the wall and all of that fun stuff. You know, I mean, it's great to see pictures, but, you know, you want to be mindful that you want to provide a space that they can walk in and see their family on that wall. And see the potential of growth. I, I, you know, I, remember, exactly right. I remember clearly a situation where, and you don't like to hear this, where you have a king-size bed in the room and you said, look, a king-size bed could fit in this room. Right. And then all of a sudden it takes up all the space in that room. A good agent will convince you that you need right. to have a smaller bed. A smaller bed, correct. And, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, I don't want people to think that when they hear staging, that that means money. That's not exactly, you know, what that, that process should be. It is simply using what you already have and either minimizing it, you know, maybe just getting some things in storage ahead of time or, bin, you know, into bins and putting them away um, so that people can see this space a little more clearly. So when they leave that home, you want them to see your home, not your things. And so it's important that they can see their things there and not kind of get distracted by all the other things that are already existing in the home. But staging is simply can just be moving some chairs around, moving a rug a different direction, taking some furniture out, like you said, to kind of show the expanse of a room if it is a little bit smaller. Um, it can even just be changing a, a paint color if necessary. Um, and sometimes that is important or necessary to do um, to make homes more marketable to the general population instead of maybe just somebody who really likes color. <laughs> well, you mentioned the term marketable, and of course, having been in the marketing field for years and years, and I represented a number of real estate agencies during that period of time, um, and still do in a sense, but in essence, what about marketing? I mean, here you've got Coldwell Banker. Uh, I'm sure you've got a company website that everyone is going to be attached to, or well, all of your sellers, shall we say. Uh, what, what other types of marketing could a seller expect that you would be involved with? Well, um, with the marketing, um, and obviously, yes, it would go onto the website, you know, and, and, um, and I'm, each agent has their own social media, and it kind of sort of ties in a little bit with the advertising that we were talking about, you know, and, and where research is showing people are going, they are going online, you know, they are using those agents um, and looking at open houses and things like that. So we try to use um, quite a different uh, platform, if you will, through Caldwell Banker to make sure we're reaching as many people as possible 
with that marketing. And you know, with Cobalt Banker, we're using um, not just our own email campaigns that go out through the company, but all the agents. As I was saying, you know, we've got 63 agents that are um, helping to share people's so listings. 63 agents are all selling their own list. In a sense, yeah, in a sense, yes. So we're all sharing each other's um, listings or open houses or trying to put everything out as much as possible through any platform, our website, the social media. Uh, whatever advertising we're doing, um, you know, we advertise in the pilot and we have our own, um, Cobalt Baker puts out its own Sandcastle magazine that goes out by well, this is what we've seen on the racks and different That's correct. Yeah. Like we have that. restaurants or in the hotels or around different, um, businesses in the area. Um, so we do the pilot. Um, so we put our, uh, listings once a month go into the pilot so that people can have that print. Um, print's not necessarily showing large numbers um, as far as where people go to look for homes as far as newspapers anymore, but it's still there because there are people that go and look. So we want to make sure we're getting to, the, to that audience as well. Well, let's talk about open houses because obviously realtors have different perspectives in terms of open houses. And I, my wife and I have been to open houses and we see the realtor in the back room snoozing. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> Believe it or not, it happens. Oh, no. And it happens right here in Moore County. Oh, no. With your personality, I doubt that you're there snoozing. You're probably no. snoozing. No, I'm, I'm not snoozing. I hope not. Um, but I do like to give people their space. And I do try to um, look at it in a way of if I was walking in, how would I feel? How would I want to walk into an open house? Um, especially if I'm there on my own, you know, not with an agent, which sometimes you have agents come in and that's great too. They bring their clients through and it's an opportunity to see a home without having to make an appointment, which is great. Um, but when you're looking for, or your buyers are coming in on their own, you don't want to be in their space right away. You know, you want to give them that opportunity to sort of look around, kind of just get a feel. Again, you want them to feel themselves in that home and you don't want them to feel themselves in that home with you right on top of them because that's not going to feel natural. So I try to give them that space, provide the information on that home, you know, our list, our MLS list, so that they have all the details on the home, certainly answer any questions that they may have um, and follow up with them if it's possible uh, on anything that they may have questions about. So you're not pushy, Christine. No, you're, uh, you're just personality plus. Making people, making people really feel good about the home yeah. uh, and uh, really conveying the facts that, you know, without being pushy, because right. I think that's the worst thing someone, a realtor, can do in an open house is to be pushy. And I, I agree. I, um, I, I can be assertive when it's necessary in, um, in certain aspects of, of what we're doing with, the, um, with real estate, but I feel that there are times when you need to pull back and you need to just let people exist in an environment and try to get the feel for if this is a good fit for them or not. And if it is, they'll show you that because they'll get a little excited about it or they'll want to know a lot about it. And then you kind of can kind of relate off that vibe as far as, you know, what they're, what they're telling you, um, if they like you in the home or not. Terrific. Well, now comes an offer. All right. So you're the seller's agent. The offer comes in. How do you participate in that offer? Well, um, so the offer comes in and, you know, obviously it's going to be coming in from the other side and we want to, again, really address what your goals are um, when you wanted or needed to sell your home. 
Um, and what were we looking for in that original list price? Were we, you know, a fixer-upper list price, or were we a, we've done everything, we're ready to go sell at this price? And and just to evaluate that um, that offer, how long has your home been on the market to start with? You know, if we just put it on the market, um, what are any contingencies that they may be asking for? And, and is that something that we want to work with? Or are you comfortable with? Or not what we want to do right now? Um, so and you need to see, you know, are they asking for you to do any additional things, or uh, you know, how much skin in the game are they putting into this offer um, in trying to purchase your home? And so it's really about that back and forth, but also making sure that we stay true to what those goals were. Now, it doesn't mean that those goals don't necessarily change or fluctuate with how long it's been on the market or, you know, if the market's starting to shift a little bit while your home has been listed. Um, so those sorts of things maybe need to be reevaluated, but it's, it's, you don't ever want to do that panicky, you know, sort of knee-jerk reaction, um, without giving it some thought, you know, sort of making sure it's really what what your your purpose and your goals were to start with. So my home has been on the market almost approaching 120 days, and I'm stuck on the price that I want. What do you do in a situation like that? Are you to become disappointed? Uh, is the, shall we say, the drive that you had initially, does that begin to dissipate? No, and I would hope that over 120 days that you and I have developed a really good relationship and that you have learned to trust me and that you have learned to put some value into what um, input I have offered to you, and that we have that relationship where we can have that talk of, I think it's time that we need to really consider what you're, what you're asking or what you're wanting for your home, and is that gonna get you the goal you're looking for? So you try to diplomatically guide the seller. Sure, I mean, you can't, um, I, I can't make you, nor should anybody try to make you do one thing or another. It should be, it's just, again, I work for you. This is, you know, your home, but we're trying to also be that mediator and, and also work in accomplishing what your goals are. And yes, there may need to be a little compromise there, but not, not by sort of tossing out what your, what your true uh, journey is with getting your home sold. So now here comes the magic question, Christy. If you list my home, but you also find a buyer without involving another agent, you found the buyer, you hold the listing for my home. Mm -hmm. Are you able to work in the best interest of both myself and the buyer? Um, I believe that I absolutely am. And I'm going to take this back to my experience of being a mom and saying that you can't, um, well, any mom really, but as a mom of seven children, I have definitely gained a tremendous amount of experience on how to mediate and sort of help two sides come together without choosing favors, right? You can't really choose favors when you're a parent, or which is, you know, not the best idea. So it's always good to be able to be that middle person that can look out for both interests, but without compromising either side and um, helping everybody meet in the middle where it's a win-win for everybody. And ultimately that's our goal, whether we're representing both sides or we're trying to negotiate or work one side or the other. You want both parties to walk away feeling like they want. And, and so it's a win-win situation for both. It, it should be, absolutely. I, I would hope that that's the feeling that I'm helping um, any client on, on either side or both sides feel that they're walking away and they both feel like they, they won and they got what they were looking for. All right. Christy, you have been very informative. And I would call you for it. I've met many realtors, but definitely personality plus. That personality <laughs> I've found through the years in representing many realtors, I have found 
that that personality goes a long way. And sometimes that's what makes the difference between a good realtor who can sell your home or help a buyer find the right home. That's what makes the difference. And so very impressed. But now I know you work with Coldwell Banker and they've got many offices here in North County. How do we find Christy Doherty? Well, um, I have a, a desk at the Southern Pines office, but I'm, I'm kind of in and out as most realtors are. Um, so the best way would be to reach me through my cell phone. Um, I find that nobody really goes very far without their phone anymore. So that would be the uh, best way to reach me um, directly would be through that or through email. Um, and I can give you that information. Well, I wanted you to do it. But first of all, let's talk about your location. Okay. You're in the Como Banker office, Correct. which is very close to Walmart. Yes, it is. All right. So yes, if somebody wonders, well, where are you? Yes. I mean, that's, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. You're, you're very close to Walmart. And um, you're also close to one of my favorite restaurants, the Red Bubble. Oh, so somebody, I haven't been there yet. Oh, you better. Yes, my husband's been restaurant. there, and they love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a good restaurant. I know the owner, but you're kind of uh, right around the corner from that. Yes. You're across the street from Premier Pediatrics. Yes. If you're a family and you have kids, chances are you might take your kids there. But being down the street from Walmart is about the best. So if As you're a point for, of reference, yeah. Right. If you're looking for Coldwell Banker, yeah. where Christy Gordy is, yeah. then you want to just drop by, sure. right? That's where yeah. you go. 130 Turner Street. When, yeah, we are right on uh, the opposite side of Turner Street of Walmart. So right. if you're, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that most people are familiar with Walmart and yes. where it is in more County. Not, they'll find they, it. They'll find it. And yeah, we are, we are, point of reference is definitely uh, that Walmart area. I'm the premier pediatrics. I'm in the process of uh, taking my children over there, pushing them there. I've heard amazing things about them. So um, I'm going to try to um, take my children there as well. Yes. All right. Now, so therefore, let's give your cell phone number. And what I want you to do is give it very slowly because there may be listeners out there who want to sell their home or buyers looking for a good agent, and they've now gone out. Here's what I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Go pick yourself up a pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> ready. And now write down this number. Okay. It is 609-213-4242. All right. So now some people might get confused. They might say, well, I thought... Moore County was 910, but that's your cell phone. Yeah. Give us slowly again. It's 609-213-4242. Terrific. You've been a great interviewer. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Christy Doherty, remember that name, Coldwell Banker.